0: Hello and welcome to the Trade Connection podcast. My name is Sean and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Adam Richardson from Honan Insurance who talks about the global supply chain challenges, how they affect Aussie tradies and what they can do to overcome these issues. Let's hear what he has to say. Yeah, firstly,
1: welcome Adam. Welcome to the Trade Connection podcast. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. Thank you uh, to your listeners for the opportunity.
0: Cool. And firstly, just what's your role and and where do you work and and what do you do?
1: Yeah, sure. So I've been with Honan for 10 years. So I'm actually the National Construction Practice Group Lead. Uh, So anything relating to construction generally comes via my desk or my laptop. Uh, So I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I've been in the insurance game for 22 years. So I've seen, you know, from, from small to medium to large builders, uh, including, you know, electrical, plumbing, and the like. Um, so, you know, effectively, I've seen quite a different number of scenarios and claim type losses over the journey. So, uh, I like to think I've got a little bit of a handle on, you know, the market and, um, you know, in terms of offering solutions for clients of ours and, and people that need assistance. So, awesome. Man. And the reason we're speaking today is to talk about how COVID
0: has impacted the Australian construction supply chain, do you mind just explaining what the what the climate looks out there for, for the supply?
1: Yeah, so no, no doubt about it there, Sean. We're, we're certainly experiencing and, and seeing, you know, certainly over the last, I'd say, probably 6 to 12 months now, from my perspective, being in a national role, more um, so in the southern states like New South Wales, Victoria, Tassie, South Australia, where, you know, there's certainly a, a shortage of supply of material, you know, so things such as timber is absolutely standout whereby certainly the market value of timber has gone up significantly. You know, I can't put a figure on what that looks like. However, you know, we're very much familiar with that, that, you know, the lead time for, you know, for your listeners and, you know, the tradies out there is that, you know, for, for a house builder, for instance, you know, it might take them up to three months to get a truss for the roof where it might have previously been something like four weeks, you know, so it's, it's threefold from where it was, um, you know, and I think, you know, COVID certainly had that impact over the last couple of years here in Victoria um, with lockdowns um, that, that has certainly caused a lot of disruption. In addition to that, you know, not only have we seen the disruption caused by lack of materials uh, or shortage of materials, it's just taking longer lead time to get, you know, um, fit for purpose products, um, you know, where previously we were seeing, um, you know, sort of some other um, non-local products, uh, goods and, and materials that might have been um, been imported previously um, it's taking longer. Um, and lastly, there, Sean, we're seeing um, certainly a shortage in skilled labour, you know. So as a result of, of COVID, we've seen you know a lot of people changing careers or looking to try and do something different now off the back of um, two years working from home, you know. so. Um, so that that's some of the issues that that I've experienced, um, and no doubt some of the listeners have as well. So, but at at and you know, we're a young and and vibrant team. We're one of the fastest growing brokers in in Australia. Um, you know that that has some significant scale and uh, and volume um, in the construction space and, the, and premium to market. So. As a result of that, we've been able to develop some some key products that you know are market leading by way of coverage offering and, and premium competitiveness. So um, yeah, so which isn't always easy to find, but you know because we've got the expertise, we've got access to an international network. Uh, you know we're we're able to sort of think outside the box, be a bit more innovative. So.
0: Well, and you touched on this a little bit, but what do, what do these supply chain issues mean for our readers? And our readers were mostly going to be on the tools doing the work. What does it mean for their job and their businesses with these with this disruption?
1: Yeah, so what it looks like there there, Sean, is We've got to be conscious of lead times, so it's forward planning and, and also forward budgeting because, you know, if they're previously sort of working off budgets that they might have had in place, say, three, four five years ago, they'd need to revisit that in terms of what, what's the market cost for, for you know, the likes of just basic materials such as timber and, you know, even speaking to a few of my my local guys, resi builders here, is that, you know, saving off cuts, you know, and not not being dismissive in terms of just sort of throwing away things that you'd think, oh, we shouldn't really need that, but holding on to, to parts and, and bits of, of material where, where they can. Um, as a result of the, the, the longer lead times to get material or skilled labour in, Sean, we're seeing that projects for a builder or a contractor in particular is taking longer you know, so one of the one of the key messages I'd, I'd say there is to actually have a look at your construction insurance or your public liability insurance to see if there are any restrictions for for the tradies out there for uh, the construction periods. So a lot of the time, you know, um, you know, I'd, I'd suggest having a look at that that maximum anyone construction period, which generally might be capped at twelve or eighteen months, and pushing that out a further three months or even a further six months because a lot of the time that actually won't affects the pricing with the insurer but it gives the trader or the contractor the builder there a, a bit more lead time for those delays so
0: and yeah I, I guess you've sort of touched on this one here as well but uh can you speak a little bit about your role as an insurer when it comes to dealing with fines and penalties in terms of lateness and obviously it's, it's not going to be the the fault if, if something's delayed for reasons completely out of control but what happens? Yeah. To-
1: yeah, sure. Good question. Um, so I'll answer that in three parts, Sean. So uh, a lot of the time, you know, the LDs, liquidated damages, is generally not available in insurance. You know, for some of the larger guys that you know, might be running, uh, say two hundred million dollars plus a year, it is available, which is known as advanced loss of profits, which will cover off those liquidated damages, right? So, but that cover is only available if there's been a loss on site. So if there's been a break-in, there's been a fire, there's been some storm damage, whatever, then the advanced loss of profits or ALOP will kick in. Um, so the cover is available, certainly for those larger guys. Um, for the sort of the mid-tier or smaller contractors, it's it's not available. Um, sure is quite picky in terms of what they can offer. Um, So, you know, in terms of seeking cover for fines or penalties due to disruption, it's generally not available. That said, um, you know, what I'd suggest to to the listeners out there is that there is generally a clause in a construction policy that will be known as a cessation of work, where if you tell your broker or if you tell your insurer that, you know, there's ongoing delays outside of your control, the insurer will consider offering a 30%. Forty-five or sixty-day window, where they won't penalise the tradie or the or the contractor on the policy, um, you know, just due to reasons outside of their control. So again, it's just a, a process of extending out the the cover. Um, but the other message I suppose I have there, Sean, is that I guess the contractors out there should be conscious of not taking on too much that so they can chew as well. Right? If they're if they're taking on work that's outside of their means um yeah focus on do you on what you do best and and do it well
0: Hmm. yeah yeah really good points there and again you've you've answered my question here you're doing you're too good at this but um (laughs) the next one was what are some of the remedies that the construction energy industry can take now you've mentioned obviously valuing sort of materials more and obviously not worrying about the offcuts but then you know Acknowledging that could come in handy later on. Uh, and your three points just there. But did you have, have any other remedies out there for uh, for people and the tools? Who I think
1: boxes? I think just sort of forward planning, um, but but also looking at okay, is, is there another way of, uh, of 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 cutting cutting the lettuce here? I suppose <laughs> um, where they might be able to use a different sort of form of material. Okay, so that's acceptable to their client. to to their principle, right? So, um, you know, that's something that that I would suggest. Um, You know, what other sort of remedies? Um, Yeah, look, it's it's a bit of a hard question to answer, mate. It's... it's yeah it's sort of something that i can't really sort of have any sort of comment on really it's that very case by case without, without, yeah on a case by case basis yeah but happy to sort of talk through in terms of what sort of options are available out there and um you know for, for things to for for tradies and contractors to think about so well
0: that leads perfectly into the plug so if, if there's a tradie out there listening in and, and they need a bit of help uh, navigating their way through this sort of this issue. where can people get in touch with owner insurance and, and what do you guys do?
1: Yeah. So we're a national outfit there, Sean. Um, you know, we've got over 250 staff now. We're in every major capital city, with the exception of uh, of, of Hobart and Canberra. Um, we've got presence all around Australia, but we also have presence in New Zealand, Singapore and Malaysia. But to be honest, I'd like to think that we're quite a humble group. You know, it started as a family business in 1964 and, you know, the business, I've been with the business now for over 10 years and I've seen the, the business evolve over time and we haven't forgotten our values. You know, we put the client first and um, we're always looking for solutions to help the client. The client is king as far as we're concerned. So, uh, you know, head offices in Melbourne, you know, we've got 100 staff here, um, all equally qualified to be able to support the the listeners out there, so...
0: All right, well, you've um, touched on all my points there, but were there any further comments you wanted to make on the topic?
1: Um, not really. Um, look, we know that insurance isn't always easy to find, but, you know, we like to think that we've got the, the skills and expertise to be able to, you know, have a go at uh, solving the the complex, um, you know, problems Um so you know, we we try to go beyond insurance and 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 try and be that trusted advisor, but we certainly see it as a partnership to and, and look at strategies to limit exposure for you know, our clientele out there. So always happy to have a conversation and um, yeah, able to be contacted anytime. Yeah, awesome.
0: All right. Well, um, thanks for taking the time and
1: thanks for coming on the Drady Connection podcast. No worries, Sean. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers.
0: Thanks again to Adam for taking the time to come on the show. You can find out more about what Honan Insurance does by visiting their website at honan.com.au. Remember to subscribe to Trader Connection wherever you get your podcasts and stay tuned for more episodes. Thanks for listening and make it a great day.